hard because you don't really know where to start when you've never written a sex scene before. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, so um, I was like asking my husband, I was like, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I've got to write this sex scene. I just don't know. Then he's like, have you ever read Penthouse Forum? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't. And he said, Google it. Welcome to Steam Scenes, the podcast about... Wait, hold on. Sure, sex is, well, sexy, but it's also sassy, and it's silly, and it's fun. Hi, I'm El Greco, and I write steamy romance. On my podcast, Steam Scenes, I'm joined by my fellow romance authors for some explosive, (laughs) see what I did there? Conversations on writing all the naughty bits. Sit back, relax, and join us for some scintillating conversation on Steam Scenes. Today's guest on Steam Scenes is Emery Jacobs. Emery grew up in southern Arkansas and has lived most of her adult life in northern Louisiana. She spends her days working as a nurse practitioner in rural health and her nights reading, writing, and occasionally sleeping. She loves real-life romance, lots of angst and heartbreak, but always a happy ending. Welcome, Emery, to Steam Scenes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm super psyched to have you. Um... You have quite a catalog of books, so I'm su- I'm kind of like interested in diving into them and sort of talking about them. Um, so to start, I'm curious, when did you realize you wanted to become a writer? Because you're sort of like you know nurse practitioner by day, writer by night. Um, what 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 gave you the inspiration to write? Well, I'm not one of those that you know a lot of people say. Oh, I grew up reading, and I, that wasn't me. I, I was always the <laughs> I was the girl who like, can you get me the cliff notes or um, (laughs) can I watch the movie or, (laughs) you know, maybe one of my friends read the book. But um, so I, then when I, when I was in my thirties, I read some, I would read my mother, she read Jackie Collins and Sandra Brown. And so I would read some, but not a lot. So um, my husband and I, we have a couple of friends we would have, we had dinner with on Monday nights every week and he was writing a book and I thought that was so cool, you know, that to, I thought writing a book, that's, it's, that's something that, that I want to do. Cause um, I'm kind of impulsive like that. It's like, I think I, I want to do that. You know? Um, so we talked about it for a long time and then I said, well, if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to have to start reading. So then that's when I really started reading. So it's been about, I don't know, 10 or 11 years ago when I really started reading and, um, and then I decided, it's kind of like, this is what, this is something on my bucket list. I'm going to do this, you know, before I'm 50. And so I did. And um, I'm not going to say it was easy because it wasn't. Um, It was hard. You know, if you're going to do anything um, and do it right, it's not always easy. So um, it was hard, but I'm glad I did it now. Now it's, I'm not going to say it got a lot easier, but it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) I look forward to it. That's what I, that's how I spend my weekends. So, um, and I look forward to it. And, um, so I'm into book. I think this is book number, I don't know, five or six, maybe I just finished a novella, which to me, I like novellas. They're, um, they're not easy either, but I can, I tend to, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I can get them out faster than what I can. Yeah, I find I, the novellas can definitely get out a lot faster because you're basically having your word count, but it's hard it to hard. condense a book, you know, a full book into, you know, for an 80,000 word book into a yeah. 40,000 word book. It's actually, I actually find it harder to write shorter. It is. No, it's definitely harder, but you say 80 to 40. See, I don't, my books are not, my uh, full length novels are usually about 65. I've only written two novellas and um, they were both like 20,000 words, but that's, you know, I don't know. That's all I could get. Cause I usually give myself a time limit because, you know, I want to get so many out in a year, which this year kind of, I didn't do what I wanted to do because of COVID, but, right. um, But I usually try to set goals um, that I don't always meet, but sometimes if I can't get another full length novel out, I really want to get something else out. So then I'll try to do a novella. So how, how many books, um, a year do you try to release? Well, uh, my goal is always three, but, um, usually it's two or sometimes it's one in a novella or two in a novella. But, um, 
And so that's I mean, why I started this novella that I'm that's coming out in December. I'm starting it on like I started like a series, like a novella series, which is not going to be. They're all standalones because there's none of the same characters, which I thought was kind of odd when I decided to do it. There's not gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be like a spinoff. Like it's not going to be somebody's brother or somebody's sister. It's going to be just a whole new set of characters, but they all take place in the same town. So, the way okay. I, you know, I could just, it's small town. And so it's just like small town novella romance. I kind of like that. That way I didn't have to be dependent on what I just wrote you know, to write yeah. one and people won't be waiting because they're like, well, what about so-and-so's brother? You know, they don't have to do that because they're not getting the book. <laughs> so, so for your first one now though, how long did that end up taking you to write since it was your first one? Was it a longer process? Um, yes, because okay. I didn't know how to write. Um, you think you know how to write, or I thought I know how to, knew how to write, but I didn't. So it took um, a long time probably two and a half years, but you know, nobody ever publishes the first book they write, or at least I don't think they do. Um, and I still have it and it's probably never, no one else <laughs> ever going to read it. But it's good though. That's like, I think it's good practice, you know? And yeah. of course um, I had a writing coach and she helped me so much. Um, and then I, and then when You're I was second person that I've spoken to that's used a writing coach. Can you, what, what do they do? Well, I've had two. I have one now, which is okay. completely different from the one I had before. But when I first started writing, I, cause I didn't know what to do. And then I just like Googled writing coaches. Cause I, I knew there had to be somebody out there, somebody out there that could help me. And um, so anyway, they just, basically what she did, um, she wrote historical romance. So it was completely different than what I was wanting to write, but she taught me like, not, you know, how to, sh how to show and not tell, you know, just how the wording works. And she would go back over it. And I mean, we met weekly on just over the phone. Um, and then once I got the book almost finished, then I felt like I was good that I could do this. And so I did, I finished my first book, which was Twisted Fate. And it was back in 2016. I finished it on my own. It's like, once I made my mind up and I had enough knowledge of how to do it, then I just, it, I finished it. And okay. so, and then the second book, you know, going a little faster, but here, um, about two books ago, I was struggling. I was really struggling. And so my editor was like, you, you need, you know, you need a developmental editor. So mm -hmm. my developmental editor ended up being, she's my writing coach and she does the develop, but like, I don't think I could ever write another book without her. I'm the same way. I act, I know a lot of writers skip the development process and I feel like, you know, what I'm like at this point, like, like, 10 books in or something like that, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I always feel like, you know, I see like in online writers groups, like, oh, once you write a few books, you don't need a developmental ed editor anymore. I don't know. I think she just makes me so much better. Yeah. Well, what she does for me is she, like, I feel like I don't get writer's block because I know I'm going to talk to her every Friday. And so, uh -huh. so, and I send her what I have and she, and I can email her during the week, which I don't do a lot of writing during the week because I work and I, I have to drive two hours a day. So, mm. um, yeah, so I do most of my writing on the weekends. But anyway, she like says, she just gives you, throws out ideas. Like we play ideas off of each other. Like, well, you know, she could do this or what if she did this? And then I'll say, oh no, she could do it. And she's like, yeah. So it's my book. She just kind of helps you where you get like stuck. Right. You know? And then, um, and then at the end, I send it all to her. She, I mean, she knows the book. So I send it all to her and then she goes through and does the developmental part, things that, you know, need to be done. And then, then it, you know, it moves from there. Then it goes to my copy editor and then my proofreader. And then, so, but it, it, to, to me, developmental editing or a writing coach, whatever you want to call, like, I just believe it makes me, I think it makes me better that, yeah. you know, because, and then of course, when I, I do have beta readers too. And then they throw in their, you know, their two cents. And then I take it all and kind of, I try, I try to address every single thing. Um, and, right. you know, so it, it does help, I think. And I, like I said, it was two books back, three books back, two books back. Whenever um, I finally said, I'm just going to do it. It's worth it to me. I love writing is my hobby. I love it. And if mm -hmm. I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. And so if she helps me, then, then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep her as long as yeah. she'll have me. <laughs>
So since you, you know, since you kind of started writing because of, you know, a friend who was working on a book and I'm assuming he wasn't writing romance. Um, No, his was more, um, I don't know. It was kind of, it was, it was more maybe kind of mystery and kind of supernatural, almost weird. But yeah, he finished his book. Actually, he's written two books. So, um, so, so what drew you to the romance genre? What, because you had, I mean, you just said, I, I, I think I want to try this. And you had like all the genres to pick from. Why romance? Um, because when I would read, that's what I read. You know, okay. I don't read, I didn't read a lot, but it's really funny though, because most of the books that I read were more that, you know, kind of fade to black, you know, it wasn't the real sex scenes. And then when I read my first like contemporary romance I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It was like the whole world opened up. (laughs) What have I been missing? But, um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I just felt like that's where, you know, I needed to be. And I read a lot um, when I was writing. That's when I really started reading a lot of, um, of contemporary romance and um, it helps. It helps to read, you know, it does. Yeah. Yeah. It does just like anything else. The, it just helps. It helps when you read. And so I mean, I'm excited. I enjoy doing it. It's my, like I said, it's, it's my hobby. It's fun. Um, and I love my readers. And yeah. I love my readers too. They're know. great. They are. It's, it's honestly, sometimes I feel like the reason why I, cause some, you know, it's hard, like, it's hard. It's a lot of work. Um, and you know, I've been doing this not in romance, but in urban fantasy genre as well, since like 2013, I think yeah. was when my first book came out. And, you know, back then it was a little bit, uh, it was harder to find your team of editors to work with, you know, um, but I was lucky that I had some connections and I was able to find a really great team, but it wasn't as expensive to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, it is expensive, but you know, if you're doing it right, it get you know, and again, like you go into these sort of like writers groups and there are a lot of people that are like, don't spend more than $200 for an edit. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah, I, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I how do you do that? Yeah. What are you putting out? I know. I just don't understand it either. But, you know, like you said, you have a team and that's what I have. Like I try to use, it may not be, have two or three editors. If one of them's busy, then yep. I use another one. And then, but I try to keep the same yep. you know, team. I feel like that we just work really well together and, um, and, you know, it just, and, and they're good. Once you get, once you get set with, you know, they'll work you in if they have to sometimes, or they'll, because, you know, they're part of your family, part of your team. So yeah, yeah. and they're there for you. So I don't know. I just, um, I enjoy it, but like you said, finding your team, but that $200. Yeah. I wish I knew where that was because I've never, well, I, my first book came out in 2016 and, I paid more than $200 then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I paid more than two, $200 back in 2013. And so and now I'm paying, I would probably say double. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. You know, um, which is fine because I think that my editor is completely worth it, you know, and I would, and I'm happy with paying that money, but it just means that it takes that much longer, you know, to even just recoup costs. And exactly. so, so, you know, to sort of keep this sustainable, it's really nice to have, you know, oh, listeners, the feedback, um, the positive feedback. If you love the book, give, leave a review, um, you know, a star rating. It, it really matters. You know, that's the stuff that keeps us motivated. Otherwise, it's just it can it can it can feel like a slog. Yeah, absolutely. Slog, but I do know? know there are a lot of authors out there that don't read. They don't read their reviews and they don't you know, but I have to, like, I can't help myself. Like I can't help myself either. And I want to know what's working and what's not working. Yeah. Like, you know, I just, if I know, if I've, I've got arcs out there now and like, I'm constantly checking Goodreads because I'm like, I have to know, like, I'm, am I going to get my feelings hurt? No, probably not. But at least I know what I need to do next time. Exactly. You know, or what, you know, I need to not do next time. So I, I just I have to have, t- you have to have tough skin and you just say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to make this better. And so then I tell, tell my editors to make sure to look for, you know, for what I need to do. Right. I mean, the bad reviews definitely hurt, but if they're constructive, yeah, 
you know, and, and, and they give you, um, you know, really construct, they can, some of them can give you really constructive feedback. Some of them are just mean, but yeah. some of them some can, mean. Yeah. you know, some of them can give you really constructive feedback and you can sort of sit back and go, oh, okay. I mean, I've changed things um, on the basis of, you know, respectful, smart reviews where people have said this, this wasn't working and this is why. Yeah. And I've, and I've readdressed it in, yeah. in future books, you know, it's something that I've addressed. Sometimes you get, you get so much into the story, you don't see, you right. know, what other people see and it does help. I mean, it, it yeah. helps a lot. So. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of, so I'm curious because you were reading books that were fade to blacks and then you were, uh, and then you were, um, then you read a contemporary that was full on. What was it like for you to write your very first steamy scene? And well, let me backtrack for a second. Did you, did you write a fade to black first or did you go for it with the steamy scene? And what was that? And then, and then what was it like for you to write your full on steamy scene? Um, No, I, I don't, I don't want to say I never have done a fade to black, but I typically don't unless it fits. I think maybe I've done in my last book, um, my last book, I think I did do a fade to black and my writing coach was like, Oh no, this can't be a fade to black. I'm like, Oh yes, it's going to be a fade to black. So that's, that's the kind of relationship we have. She goes that this can't, but it did. I think that is the only one I've ever written. Like I'm kind of one of those, I feel I don't want to say feel guilty, but I just almost feel guilty if I I don't like, you know, give them the full, you know, like the full sex scene. I just, I don't know why that's maybe sounds crazy, but I just feel like if they're there, then they're there for the sex scene. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do a full on. So, um, but no, I haven't done any, fade to black. If I have, I didn't realize it. And, you know, except for the, for the last book, but um, it's hard because you don't really know where to start when you've never written a sex scene before. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, so um, I was like, asking my husband, I was like, well, I don't know. I I mean, I've got to write this sex scene. I just don't know. Then he's like, have you ever read Penthouse Forum? I'm like, no, (laughs) no, I haven't. And he said, Google it. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't tell. Did you get inspired from Penthouse Forum? I love this, and this is a great idea. This is actually a really good tip. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and I was like, okay, and so I did, and I mean, it does. And you think is this stuff real? Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I was not sheltered. Hey, I grew up in the eighties. Okay, I'm not <laughs> a shelter, but you do. You like is this? But it did help. I mean, it it, it really did, and. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just, I guess that's probably the first thing that I read that kind of helped, you know, push me with my um, my first sex scene. And I'm trying to remember back to my to my first what? sex scene, but um, well, I'm curious. So, what did you take so, away? It was so long ago. Um, what did you take away from Penthouse Forum? I'm very curious. I don't really necessarily know that I took away a a lot. It's just reading those and knowing that those are supposed to be real. I don't know. It just kind of helps getting your thought processes going like, okay, like this could work or this could work or they're here or like, you know, so, I mean, it did. And then of course I bought, I mean, I probably own every book of sexual positions that you can buy off of Amazon. And <laughs> those help to me, those help a lot because, you know, cause when you're writing and, and they get to where they're about to have sex, they're in a certain way. So you've got to figure out how to position you know, yeah. and so, and those help a lot too. I mean, they do not so much with like what you're writing, but how they're positioned. And once they get there, it kind of, you know, things start to, to flow. Um, so I don't know. I just, now at this point, I just kind of close my eyes and try to visualize it <laughs> and say, okay, here we are. And then that's, that's where I go from. But I'm not one that writes a lot of sex scenes. Uh, typically right. my books have two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one of, I just feel like it has to be right for yeah. them, for the, you know, for the couple. Um, but I think my last, not my last book, two books ago, I think I had one sex scene because the book had a lot of action in it. Like it's kind of suspense 
And so, and I was like, almost to the end of the book, and I was like, oh my God, they haven't had sex. Oh. <laughs> and this is not even a cover. Like, they haven't had sex. So, anyway. You're going to like re edit and because you're yeah, going to, no. okay, where am I going to put this? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's so funny because this is something that I just started realizing with my books. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I have enough. I mean, you know, who's to say how much yeah. is enough, but you read some books and, you know, it's sort of like every other chapter, there's some sort of hanky panky going on. Um, and I'm so impressed by those authors, by the way, like that, <laughs> is, that impresses me. I mean, like how, and they're all different. And that's my big thing. Yeah. Every they're couple, yeah, their sex, it has to be different. Like everybody can't have the same sex. You know what I mean? So, and that in itself is a chore, you know, for everybody's sex to be different. Sex seems to be different. But yeah, I'm very impressed with those authors that can that can do that. Yeah, yeah. Although I will say sometimes when I read a lot of them, I skip. Yeah. You yeah. know, if they, if I do feel like, you know, I'll just be like, okay, they're having sex. I'll just skip over that and get to the next part of the story. Because I do feel like, you know, obviously the intimacy really comes from the emotional development, and yes. emotional connection. No, I completely agree. You know, so, so if you're, that's, that's sort of what I'm craving and not necessarily the act of sex, which can be great if it works in service to the story, but sometimes it can just be too much. Yeah. Yeah, you, I agree. You know, but I agree. I'm in awe of the writers that do are, are able to do that. Yeah, because I mean, it's just that's impressive to me. Like, because I just and when I know I have to, and I don't really when I know I have to write a sex scene, I'm like, oh no, like, I guess it's gonna take all weekend. <laughs> so you have to slow down too, because I'm the same way. Like it, I don't fly through those things. No. They are not easy for me to write. Like if I know, like all week I'm at work, and when I get home on Friday, usually Friday is kind of my like get kind of everything I need to get done that I should have done all week. And then I usually write Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, if I know I've got to write a sex scene, that that's what's waiting on me. Like I will like scrub the toilets, you know, know, call my sister, uh, name it. I'll do it because it's just the procrastination because it's just hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It's very hard. It is hard. It is hard. And I don't know. I don't really know what it is that's sort of holding me back necessarily. I don't know if it's that, um, you know, that makes it so difficult to write and that and the procrastination. Yeah, that's high. You know, yeah. what is it like? I'm, I'm always like, why do you feel so blocked here? Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. And then whenever I say something to my writing coach, I'm like, I just I, I, I have to write a sex scene this weekend. And and she goes, oh, you'll do fine. Your sex scenes are always so good. And I'm like, that's not what I want to hear. I want you to, you know, tell tell me what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the first time, and it was in my, it was in on one of my urban fantasies. It wasn't even a romance, and I, it was, but it was a sex scene, and it was like the first time. And I, ch- I chickened out. I totally cheated, and I, and I did fade to black. And my editor came back at me when she said, she said no you have to, they have to have sex. And I was like, but, but, but she's like, you're really good at writing them. Um, and I think, cause I had like, it wasn't like a full on sex scene in the first book, but it was like, I think it was, I think it was oral sex. And for some reason that I could do okay. And, but for some reason, penetrative, penetrative sex was like, no, I can't do it. And I was like, no. And she's like, you have to, you do it well, you have to. And so it was like, I was like, and, and it, ever since then, it's like weird agony to like yeah. write the sex scenes, you know? See, I would rather write the the full sex than do the oral sex. To me, the oral sex is harder to write. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. It just is. I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of it, I don't know. It's just maybe the wording. Like, I don't know. I mean, how many times can you say, you know, cock or you know, yeah. You know I mean? It's like you, and then how many names? I mean, you. I mean, what else can you call it? You know what I yeah, mean? Like, you don't want to be too like you know, because sometimes the euphemisms are worse than just saying it. I know. You know, than just you know, than just being a little bit repetitive, right? right. Because you know, those are the the you don't want to sort of fall into purple prose, as they call it. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's a very fine line. Yeah, it is. And when I go back, it when I go back and read through my sex scene I just like cringe I'm like I cannot believe I wrote that you know <laughs> you do you just you just kind of I do anyway and because you have to go back through because it has to be that is 
I do a lot of self-editing when I write. Like yeah. I go back and edit as I go, I guess I should say. And so I don't, I don't just like word vomit and then go back through it. I can't do it. It's just, that's just not my personality, but a sex scene. I mean, I go back through those. I mean, multiple, multiple times. Yeah. You know, before I turn it over to my editor, just because, yeah. you know, to me out of everything I write, if something's going to sound bad, it's going to be that, you know, I don't know. It's something about the wording and the hands. That's why, you know, I would like to write a, an, an MMF book or a, you know, have a threesome or something, but like, there's too much stuff. Like there's too many hands. There's, too much, there's, you just, I don't know where to put everything. So I don't know if I would be able to do it or not. Yeah. Then the choreography starts to get so complicated if you're looking at more than two people. So you have a menage and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, there are an awful lot of hands here. I know. And, and then I forgot about her. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I forgot about her. <laughs> she's still here. <laughs> oh wait, she's in the room. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I mean, I would love to, and I'm telling you right now, I'm impressed by those authors too. Like yeah. that's very impressive to me. Very impressive. So um, I think anything, anything that I have a hard time doing that somebody else can do, I'm easily, you know, I'm impressed because, you know, sometimes, you know, if that, that pe unless you do it, you don't understand how hard it is to actually write it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because a lot of authors that I talk to are like, you know, they, they, some of them have come to romance because they read so many and they say, oh my God, this is so easy. I could do that. And then they sit down and they do it. And they were like, oh man, was I wrong? This is hard. This it's shit's really hard. hard. It's very hard. That's yeah. why I never say, I never, I never thought it was, and it was hard. Like it, it, it is, you think in your mind, even just when I decided I was going to write a book, I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's not going to be bad. And when I sat down, cause you know, I have, I've been, I have two master's degrees. So I, we wrote papers like all the time. Like I could mm -hmm. write anything. But when you write a novel, it's not like writing a, you know, APA, you know, manuscript, you know, to present in front of a classroom full of people, you right. know, but it, this is hard. This is for entertainment. Right. That was not for entertainment. Trust me. Right. Um, and, and it sparked out of your own imagination. I mean, a lot right. of academic work, I have a master's too. And so a lot of the academic work, you're just basically spewing somebody else's work. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, as long as you, um, as long as you cite your source. Yeah, as long as you cite your source, you're basically spewing somebody else's work, you know. Right. Um, you know, so so, but this is like coming from inside of our own heads. <laughs> I know, I know, and it's really hard. Like it, you know, it's hard to pull some of this stuff out. But sometimes with me, like once I get started, if I could ever get past the first ten thousand words, then the story kind of like yeah. writes itself almost um, until it hits a sex scene, <laughs> and then it, and then it like. You know, it says, hey, where are you? We need your help. So yeah. where do you find the inspiration? Um, well, I think it's just from, like you said, just reading. Um, okay. I do, you know, I haven't been reading as much lately. Um, and I used to listen a lot, you know, when I drove because I drive two hours. But I got to where I quit doing that because I would get home in the evenings and I would be so consumed with what I was listening to that I would bring it in and try to listen while I was doing everything around the house. And I'd go to bed at night, listen. And then when I'd wake up, it'd be, oh, and then I didn't know where I was. And just, so I just, I can't do it. I can't listen anymore. It makes me sad because I really like to listen to, yeah. uh, you the know, to, yeah, the audiobooks. but, um, but yeah, reading, it does, it does inspire you. I, I think it does. Um, but that's probably where I get most of my, my inspiration. And then sometimes I do a lot of, like I said, you know, I drive so much. I have, I do a lot of thinking when I drive. Yeah. And then also um, when I walk, cause I try to walk in the evenings and that really, for some reason, if I'm stuck kind of walking, kind of just, I don't know, and listening to music, it helps. It opens it up. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's weird. Oh. But then you're worried. And then I'm worried I'm going to forget before I get home and can like, you know, but, but that's really where I get my inspiration. But, um, I, my books, the books that I've written so far, they're series or in, I have two standalones, but they're really about brothers. So it's really kind of a series. So I feel like that helps, you know, once you get the, once you're in the world, it's easier yes. to write. Yeah. Well, that's funny because that's one of the questions that I had for you um, is to, because I've never talked about with so, this with somebody is the idea of a first in a series or, um, you know, writing series in the first book. 
it's, I always feel like my second book is stronger than the first. And that's part of the reason why I like to work in series, because I feel like with every book, my writing gets better because at that point I'm so entrenched in the world that I've built, right. that it's, um, it's, it's, it's more alive in my head, I think. And that makes it, it can make it easy to miss things because it's so obvious to me. And that's where my editor comes in and says, Hey, I think you need to explain what this is because your readers might not remember. And I'll right. be like, oh, okay. Um, but also, but beyond that, like I do feel like having that intimate knowledge with the world really helps. I'm wondering if you feel the same way um, or not. I, I do. I, I'm really, I get really burnout easy. So it's hard for me like my first series, I wrote the first book. And then the second book I wrote was um, kind of, it's in the series, but it was more like a redemption. It was a guy that was really like a jerk in the first book. And so he kind of redeemed himself. And then I have two more books in that series to write and I just get burnt out. I'm like, I can't do it. I got to do something else. So then I moved on to do, and I'm just going to do a standalone that was um, undeniably his. And so I wrote it and then suddenly I felt like, his brother needed a book. And so I wrote it and then I was out of that world because there was really nobody else to write a book about. But, um, one of the, the, um, the heroine in the second book, um, she had a best friend. Well, her best friend, this is my rock star romance was kind of a spinoff from that because it was her oh, best friend. So this was a best friend in another book and now you yeah. spun it off into yeah, your rock star and, series. Yeah. And so, so because oh, cool. her, because the heroine was in a band and then an all girl band, but that, that wasn't the focus of the book. So it wasn't like a rock star book. And then um, her best friend's dad was, and like a legendary rock band that was like real popular back in the eighties. And so, you know, he was kind of helping her get her band started, but she wasn't musically inclined, but she was really good at the business aspect. And so right. then that's how this book came about. So I don't know. And see, and, and I, it kind of, I feel like that's almost like I'll say cheating because I'm not starting over. I mean, I do right. have to build another world because, but I still know that character. Right. But you don't really, to me, a lot of times too, you don't really know that character until they have their own book. I don't know. I think that that's brilliant because I'm actually working on a spinoff of my Rockstar series that will be bringing in the same characters and, you know, set in Los Angeles. And, you know, so it'll have elements of the world that I've already created, but it's going, but it'll be like a whole new cast of characters, a whole new series. They do different things. They're not necessarily rock stars, you know, so, but I love, I don't know. I, I love the idea of still of leaving the world. Cause I, I totally hear you with the burnout. Yeah. Um, it's very real. Um, so I'm sort of like really hype about hyped about leaving that world, but still having enough of a hand in it that I do feel like maybe the first book will be, will be better than the other first because the world is already partially. How many books did you have in the, um, in that, the other world, the one that you're leaving? Oh God, I'm, 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 I just sent the fourth to the editor. So, and I have, I'm working on a novella right now set in that world. And then like, I see that series is never ending at the moment. Um, so it could go on and on. It'll it'll just stop when I decide to stop it. Um, And I'm not ready to stop it, but I feel like I need a break from it. Yeah. And see, that's what happened to me with my first series, which it's got, it's got a, uh, the first book and then a novella for that book. And then it's got the second book. And like I said, I have two more to write in that, but, and now it's hard to go back. Like once you leave, because I can't write two books at one time. I just can't, I can't do it. Now I can write while something's at the editor. Like if something's being edited, I can, like I have, you know, I can write another book, but I can't do like oh I have like I can't think I have you know I can't think anymore of this book go to another book a lot of people do that I can't do that I don't know why I've tried but I just can't it's hard I find that it's easier for me to when I'm working on one book to be outlining the the, another one so like I'll be I'll like write in the morning and then move to outline in the afternoon um, that I that's been helpful but it is very hard to write two books at the same time I'm actually doing 
an urban fantasy for an anthology that um, that I'm working on. And I ha- so I have to right now write two books at, at once. And it's hard. It's hardest moving from one world to the other, especially because they're so diametrically opposed. You know, right. this is urban fantasy, not romance. Is it, you know, so it's it's definitely hard to sort of jump around and particularly genre jump. Genre right. jump. Ugh. Say yeah. that 10 times fast. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't, I don't think I could do that, but anyway, (laughs) but yeah, so it is, I don't know. I've tried it before and I just, I just, I can't do it. So I finally said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I mean, this is fun. I'm not going to do anything that's going to make it not fun. So, yeah. but so I've learned though now to where I can, when something goes to the editor used to, I would take like two weeks and just kind of breathe. But now Mm -hmm. I've the last, after the last book, I went ahead and started the novella and now the novella is done and it's coming out at the end of the month. So I've started, um, I've started the second book in that series. And um, I don't know if it's going to be easier to write. Nothing's easy for me, but once I get past, like I said, the 10,000 word, 15,000 word mark that I'm pretty good because the story takes over, but getting there is like, uh, it's terrible. (laughs) It can be a slow process. Yes, it can. It can. So, but, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm planning on, one more this book and one more in this rock series I have now. Okay. Do you are you enjoying the writing in the in the rock star world? Um yes, I do, but my rock stars are not um I don't know, it's not like you read like some of these authors that write really like mine are really not rock stars. These are kind of people that are just starting out like it's a new band, it's a new so they're not the big fame and money they're not right. to that point yet. So right. um, they're more like, I hope this band doesn't fall apart. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it does, I don't know what I'm going to do. Are all the rock stars, because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really read them. And part of it is by design, which really sort of bugs me because I would love to read rock star romances. But right. like, I try not to because I don't want to be influenced if that makes sense um or or like I always worry that there might be like accidental influence there and and you know so I actually do not really read them which like I said I'm like super bummed because there are a lot of them out there that I'm like oh I'd love to read that yeah I'd love to read that you know so I'm just kind of curious like I have my own kind of take on it but of course I also have a background in entertainment I used to work with rock bands so um so I have I have like I have a, a different I bring a different knowledge set to it where I'm kind of like, yeah, you probably don't really, it's not like I need to read them for the information of, you know, the behind the scenes stuff necessarily, you know? Right. Yeah, I know. And see, that's what makes it hard is when you try to write something you don't really know that much about. So you try to research the, the most you have. Now my, mm-hmm. now my brother plays in just a rock band that he's played in for years that oh, okay. you know, they do like local stuff and, you know, that kind of stuff. So I assume, you know, that is, you know, he's in a band, he plays a guitar. So, and he's, so he's done it for years, but I, sometimes I'll ask him questions. I'll take some questions about instruments. Like I'm yes. not real sure, like, okay, what do you need in the band? Like, like what yeah. all do we have to, that kind of stuff. But I don't ever ask him anything else. Cause I really don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, but like I said, my book, to me is not your typical. I have read rock star books over the years back when I first started reading just because I read a little bit of everything when I wanted to, you know, kind of learn um, my craft or hone in on my craft or whatever. You just read a little bit of everything just because it helps to, it helps to inspire you, to motivate you. Um, But this book is just, I mean, it, it comes where she, um, her band, she had a, she was managing a, a girls only band and it kind of fell apart. And then he had been in a band for 10 years, but they didn't never went anywhere really just festivals and bars and stuff like that. And, you know, the band broke up and he was kind of down on his luck and he accidentally stumbled into an audition for an all girls band that he didn't know it was an all girls band. And oh, yeah. And that's a great setup. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but he knew her, he had met her um, previously um so it was just so it's more it's more about the actual story than it is about the band if that makes sense yeah yeah it is is. so um but 
I liked it. It was fun. I liked the characters. They were fun, you know, so we're just, I just started the second book and, um, um, it's, it's, it's a lot more to me emotional than the first book. It's a, there's just, she was the, the heroine in the first book was like fun, you know, happy go lucky. And the heroine in the second book is like uh, doom and gloom and oh no, it's, it's a terrible life. So it's, you know, it's just different, but Hey, that's the way it is. It is what it is. And you can't, you can't change them. That's the way they are. Your books, it seems are sort of mostly, you know, sort of pretty angsty from what I saw, um, you know, and, and the reader responses to it. Do you enjoy writing the angst? Yeah. And you know, what's funny is that I don't really realize that I write angst. Like it's not like I set out to do it. It just, it's just kind of the way it, the way it is. But um, I don't know when I write, I do try, I try to think about my reader, you know, Mm -hmm. I try to think about, you know, what they would like and would I like this if I were reading it. And, um, and I do like a lot of angst and I do like heartbreak. I, I like Mm -hmm. heartbreak in a, in a, in a good contemporary romance, because I think it takes that, you yeah. know, for them to find. So, but, um, yeah, I do like writing the angst, I guess. I like to write, I like a little twist. I like something that nobody sees coming. And sometimes those are hard to come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know? The twists are. Because I love it when somebody reviews my book and they say, wow, I never saw that coming. I'm like, yes. I know that's like the ultimate compliment. Yes, even if it's only one person that that says yeah. that, that's all it takes. It's just one because I know there's others out there that just didn't say it. <laughs> so it kind of that kind of makes my day. That's kind of what I like. Um, but the novella, like we're talking about novellas, then my novellas they're usually like the one I just wrote. It's there's none of that. It's no, and it's it kind of feels refreshing to sit down and just write. Mm. I mean, it's that there's conflict and all that, but there's no, oh no, I never saw that coming. And it just, it felt weird. That's actually, I think that's the first book I've ever written that, that I can actually say there was nothing that, you know, I didn't, that I, that I tried to, to trick or, you know, mm-hmm. trick the yeah. thinking one thing and it was something else because it was just, I don't know. It was just different. I wrote it in parts instead of chapters and it was, it's just kind of different for me, but I liked it. And maybe that's what I, I needed to kind of get out of that, you know? Right. right. Yeah. It's funny. One of the things that I've found that I'm trying to get out of is I struggle with just letting the roller coaster of the romance be an, be enough of the, angst and the drama like I always feel like I need drama with a capital D and I think that's my urban fantasy background coming out right. you know they're like how what well, there's got to be a kidnapping or a car chase or how about a gunshot or you know so <laughs> taking yeah. yeah let's do it let's do that you know <laughs> yeah I know and like I have um my PA and she's my beta reader used to I would send her everything as I wrote I don't do that as much anymore but she, she would say look there is a whole lot of stuff going on in that book and you go get down in that rabbit hole and you're not going to be able to get out. Cause that's what she always tells me. And then I'm like, okay, then what do I need to cut out? Because oh, I, yeah. So, you know, I do that too. I, sometimes I'll get so much stuff going and I'm just like, somebody's got to rein me in. Yeah. <laughs> Way too much. You need to yeah. stop. And I guess it's, it's so, it's sort of hard for me at least to trust that there is going to be enough, um, you know, enough conflict to the story with just the relationship that's being built, um, you know, and their ups and downs, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily need to throw that little curveball in, but it's hard to keep them out. You it, know? Is. it is because I'm like you, it's like, I feel like, I don't want the reader to get bored and they're, mm-hmm. like, they're like, okay, like, where is it? And I know it's gotta be here somewhere. But yeah, but you're right. The relationship, it is. Sometimes it is hard and you don't want to overdo the relationship just to, you know, just to try to find some of the, some of the angst. Right. 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 Cause then, cause then the characters end up just doing stupid things. I know. And I, you know, I, I um, hate it when my characters do stupid things. Yeah, like you don't want your characters to do, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, if there's like, I don't know, an overheard conversation and somebody takes it the wrong way, I mean, you know, I guess one character could stomp away and I'm never going to talk to you again. But at one point, like, wouldn't they confront the other person with, 
you know, I overheard this, you know, and so, and then, and then you find out that it was a misunderstanding, you know, so I don't know. I just feel like those sorts of setups don't really do it for me as a reader. And so I try not to do it in my own work, but sometimes then how, then how do you create enough conflict within the relationship? So it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. And especially I can only imagine after writing, you know, 15, 20, 25 books, you know, I can only imagine like then to me, then that's where the question comes in. Where do you get your inspiration? How do you have all these different stories? You know, where does it come from? Because, you know, I worry about that. I worry about like, okay, what if, where, when am I going to get to the point to where I feel like I'm repeating myself? You know, right. will I ever run out of ideas? Yeah. Like when, when will I run out of ideas? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully never, but you never know. I guess I'll just have to keep walking and listening to my music until yep. something else, you know, <laughs> exactly comes. It. because it does help. I know I, I said that before and it does, it helps. It helps. I agree. I walk a lot. I walk a lot. Unfortunately, we had like a blizzard yesterday, so there'll be no walk- walking for a while. No, <laughs> until all this crap melts. Yeah, you laugh because I, I know I don't know what the temperature is where you're at, but where I'm at, when it's like 40 degrees, I feel like I'm freezing to death. So, but um, I live in the um, south, so yeah. No, I was walking the other day. Like it's like I had like it'll be it's 24 today or something like yeah. that. Like it's, it's freezing. I would never leave my house. <laughs> Freezing. And it was it was a big snowstorm yesterday. And we actually where I am, it changed over to rain for a little while. And then it snowed again. So everything is super icy. So I'm like barely walking the dogs because I'm like, I'm going to land on my face. Yeah, see, we don't. That's the kind of, if we get snow here, it's that icy snow, like just yeah and yeah. we don't get it very often but when we do that's what it is and it's miserable it like misery and everything Absolutely. shuts down here because nobody knows how to do anything with that right <laughs> so, so yeah but you come in august when it you know it's 100 degrees with 100 percent humidity you know i can handle that because that's what we're used to here right. <laughs> you throw in you know 32 degrees and some ice and uh, a little bit of snow and we're, we're you know we're all locked down we can't we can't function I can't handle it. I know. So I want to dig into your into your steamy scene that you sent me. Um, it's from Undeniably His. Can you um, can you first of all why this scene? What what made you pick this scene? Okay, so this scene is um, well before I talk about the scene, it's it was hard to come up with one scene, you know, because not that I have so many, but it's just hard to pick the one that that you really want to talk about but this scene in this book emmy is the is the heroine and her um she just had gotten out of a bad i say just a year um her husband left her and um she had not i think she had had maybe one date with some guy that ended up being a complete jerk and um so she kind of had her eye on this guy Bo, who is a mechanic and um Anyway, she just, and her, of course, her friends were encouraging her. And so um, it was time. And he was, he's very standoffish and he has his reasons. And I can't tell you those because it would, it would, it would give away my, my twist. But um, he has his reasons. But so she was, she was ready. And I think he delivered her or he came to get her car because he has like a little used car lot at his shop and he was going to sell, sell her car. Um, and he came to pick it up and he came in her house because she said, let me go get my keys. Come in. <laughs> she was like, come in my house so I can shut <laughs> the door. Um, so you can't get away. But um, no, anyway, so that's kind of why I picked it. Cause I, I like, I really like her and I felt like I felt, I felt bad for her. And I hate to say that, but I did. I felt bad for her. She had a terrible marriage. Her husband's, her ex-husband's a complete jerk. And he had a lot of stuff going on. You just really don't know it. But I really think that they both needed this. And she kind of had to be the one to initiate it. Um, But, you know, it worked. And in the end, I think he was okay with it. (laughs) Okay. So, um, Undeniably his. I am going to uh, start reading and then I will stop. Uh, I'm just like pulled out little sections and okay. I'll read those and then we can talk about them. Okay. Okay. So, um, and this is from Emmy's point of view. Okay. I like to sort of put that out there. Touch me. I repeat slowly. 
Bo closes the short distance between us and gently slides his hands across my stomach. He hooks a finger under each side of my panties, then eases them over my hips gently. I wiggle a bit, and they slip down my legs and puddle at my feet. I step out of my last bit of clothing I have on and use my foot to sling the silk material across the room. You're beautiful, he whispers, his hands lightly tracing a path over my skin. I take in a shaky breath, close my eyes, and drop my head back. Electricity surges through me as he cups my breasts and drags his tongue over each nipple. Close. Take off your clothes, I moan. He hardly removes his shirt, boots, and jeans. I tug at his boxer briefs until they're lying on the floor next to us. The second his clothes are off, my eyes trail over his body, taking in every single inch. His right arm is covered in tattoos, but other than that, he's nothing but hard planes and muscle. When my gaze lands on his long, thick cock, I can't look away. Bo, I need you to fuck me, I tell him in a husky whisper, my boldness still alive and pumping through my veins. I've never felt more in control of my own wants and needs. Wow. This whole Yeah, section. like, I'm just like, who wrote that? This is empowerment. Like, I loved this moment and... And this, and what this moment brought out of her, I never felt more in control of my own wants and needs. Like this was, that was like, whoo, you I know? Think, I think I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, you go. I mean, it really felt like a moment for her. Yeah. Like, like some sort of like, aha moment happened here with her. I felt like. In yes. This. It. She needed it. She did. She had, I just, I can't say too much because I don't want to give, you know, the, the reason why she needed it, but she needed it and she needed it with him. And, um, I, I don't know. She just, she's, she's very strong willed in life. She, okay. you know, she has her own business. She's a wedding planner. Um, she, you know, she has so much control of her life, but her, intimacy and her sex life she didn't have control if that makes sense like okay she'd been married for so many years to her high school sweetheart um he was like a really he was a jerk I mean just he just did she just couldn't have that control with him because it was just not but I think she she needed that and I think she needed it with Bo and mm-hmm. you know he didn't complain I don't think did he <laughs> No, I don't think it didn't seem like you was complaining. <laughs> no, he didn't. But no, it was. You're right. And I never thought about it until you read it to me. Like, I never saw it that way as empowering. But when you read it and I heard you read it, then I was like, wow, that is like, I'm so impressed. Like, she just like was, this is what I want. And I mean, I'm not, yeah. embar- I'm not embarrassed to, to tell you or yeah, anything else. Went so, for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, I, I know, like, it's really weird because hearing you read it made, like, I think I'm going to have to get somebody to start reading me all my books. <laughs> <laughs> you see it differently than what you do when you write it and then you yeah. go back and read it. And because you're so into the story, you're, you know, you're so in the story, but yeah, she, she just needed that empowerment. She did. She needed that in that aspect of her life because she had been, I don't want to say beat down because she wasn't and but she had just been her ex-husband was just yeah not not good at all I mean he didn't beat her or anything or he didn't you know he wasn't it's just she always felt like she was trying to keep him maybe that's it like okay but like he was gonna leave any day um and and she just had never you know and plus they had gone a long time without sex her before they divorced divorced and then she had a whole year you know without dating anybody except I think she had one date but um so she just and I guess Bo just brought it out in her like you know and it's it just felt like this was something that she needed and sort of now getting a little bit more of that backstory with her and her husband and also the high school sweetheart part and there was probably like a lot going on there that really maybe I mean you know you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm re- I'm probably reading too much into it, but there would be layers of that. Like, I assume if he was her, the husband was her high school sweetheart. He was also probably her first. Yes, he um, was. And her only, you know, she had never been with anyone but him until Bo. And there was probably a bit of allowing him to take control 
um, because of the way women are raised and socialized. And, you know, I know I, you know, I'm only speaking for myself, but for my first time, it was like, I I was, you know, I don't want to say I wasn't an active participant, but I certainly needed, you know, I certainly wasn't the one kind of pursuing or being a little bit more vocal about what I wanted or what I needed or whatever, because I don't know what the hell I was doing. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was a lot of, um, she just had so much heartache in her marriage Mm -hmm. that was that she could have left, but you know, she's like 29 or 30 now, maybe in this book, I'm not sure she's, you know, closer to 30, but she married her, you know, they got married at 18. Like she got married at 18. So she just, you know, they both went to college. They both did all that. You know, she's, you know, it was just a mess. He was just not good for her. And I think it took him leaving her to bring her to this point to where, you know, I can, you know, I'm strong in my, my, my business life, my, you know, professional life. And I can take that over here and, and get what I want. If this is what I want, you know, if he don't want it, then he can just like turn around and leave, you know, but yeah, but it was, it was very, um, like you said, empowering. She, she knew what she wanted and she was tired of like being the doormat. So here I am. Okay. So next this is a very short bit, but I absolutely love this. So, okay. He slants his lips over mind and all the gentleness from earlier is gone. His mouth is forceful, assertive, and determined. His tongue pushes past my resistance and tangles with mine. He grips my waist and lowers me down onto his cock, hard and fast. My breath catches slightly as pain races through me, but is quickly replaced with rocking hips, fingertips skimming my breasts, and silver eyes watching every breath I take. I thought this was so sexy and because partly because of the honesty, like sometimes sex hurts for a second. Yeah. Like it's not, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just in particular, if you haven't had sex, I'm assuming in about two years for this yeah. woman, right. you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, stuff no. kind of brightens up. You know? no. And I don't think that it's, I, I, and I don't think that that's something that's admitted enough. Like, I don't think we look at the, maybe more uncomfortable moments in romance books because, you know, but those are not only real, but I also think that you don't, I think that the fear is you're going to lose some of the heat and the magic through the admission of the messiness. And I don't think you lost that at all. Right. Yeah. um, Like you said, it's, it's been a long time. And I mean, in that, plus she'd been with that one guy and like, we don't know what his size was. (laughs) Of course. Yes. It may it may not have been there. And we know about those. Let's see. It says it back up here, you know, it's like long. And I don't remember. I can't remember big. I can't find it. But, you know, but, you know, for all we know, he could have been, you know, short and stubby. I mean, <laughs> so um, that probably had a lot to do with it. Yeah. We've never been stretched that wide. <laughs> But I, you know, I thought that it was pretty awesome to have that, that just that quick, that quick glimpse at that quick moment and just saying it hurt for a second, but yeah, okay, let's keep going because the, you know, because on the other side of pain is that pleasure. Right. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, nothing sort of makes me crazier than when you do have a, a romance book and there's a virgin and it's kind of like the virginity is gone. It's like, I didn't think it would, I thought it would hurt, but it was great. And it's like, no, that freaking hurts. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. Your first time hurts. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe people are just like, maybe some people do have those magical moments, but I remember my first time hurting like a motherfucker. Yeah. I know. So, but you're right. Maybe they do. I don't, you know, maybe they do, but I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> those people are few and far between if they, you know, but I think that's okay because then I think you could sort of like layer into like, how does the, you know, how does, how does the male man react to that pain? Like how caring is he? How does he help soothe? You know, and that would only heighten the intimacy. Now I want to write a virgin. (laughs) I have never written one. I've never written a a virgin. So I don't think I have either. I don't, I haven't, but I don't, you know, I just, cause I don't really read those. I've never really read those books. I don't know. I'd rather write a virgin guy, though. I think maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's a twist. Yeah, that would. That is a twist, isn't it? 
<laughs> okay, one more little bit. Well, that's a longer bit. Sorry. Okay. Bo's breathing becomes heavier and his moments are jerky. I wrap my legs tighter around his waist and grind into him. Hard, so hard, and it feels good. Better than good. Exhilarating. And then suddenly, without warning, he comes on a low, long groan. Bo Matson is by far the sexiest man I've ever been around. Even if tonight is our only time together, I will never regret it. I slowly peel myself off him because now that it's over, I don't know what else to do. I've never had a one night stand. Max was my first boyfriend at 15 years old. Not only was he my first boyfriend, but he was also my first kiss, my first love. Never had sex with anyone else but Max until tonight. And sadly, at 29 years old, the, o- the only other man I've ever kissed other than Max was, and Bo was that asshole, Andrew. But I refuse to get bummed out on a night like this by thinking about my past. Don't go, Bo mumbles as he pulls me back down into him. I can't believe he just spoke. He barely said a word during the, uh, he barely said a word the entire time we were having sex. He was mostly just grunting and groaning, but I'm good with that. Wouldn't expect anything different. It's his style, who he is. But those two words mean everything. That last line, those yeah. two words mean everything. Don't go. I think this is one of the most romantic sex scenes I've ever read. Really? Yeah, which is, like, really ironic because it's a one-night stand. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Or it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, yeah, like, there are just these, like, these moments, like, with her empowerment and and him not, ba- like, like, not backing off from that, you know, yeah. um, and the fact that he is mostly groaning and then at the very end like he's a man of very few words in the scene and then at the very end he's like don't go know. you know i don't know it was just oh, that really just makes my heart hurt <laughs> yeah well, that's exactly what happens like I yeah that don't go <gasps> like you know you go because i haven't I've been out of this book for so long you know um because i don't ever go back and read books after they're published yeah i don't either yeah so but now like after reading i'm like oh my gosh like that is just like my heart hurts yeah and it's and it's sort of like i'm like really kind of rooting for these two and i want to and i definitely want to see like where they where where is this going to go and how are they going to have their happily ever after and what happens after this supposedly one night stand right and max in case you didn't know was her ex and then Andrew was the date she had yeah Yeah. so um but yeah like when I honestly though when I was reading through it when I was getting it ready to send to you it did kind of I was like oh my gosh like I miss them you know (laughs) I I miss them but I don't but it does it is better hearing someone else read it to you it's I don't know it hits you different than when you write it and then go back and read it yourself so I think yeah, I think part of it is because like we have like I have certain I'm trying to get audiobooks made. Yeah. And I'm having such a hard time finding a narrator because I have her voice in my head and I'm not finding anyone that matches it. Right. And it and honestly, I think that's bad because just because I have a voice in my head doesn't mean that the that somebody else's voice isn't the right voice right. but i can't let go of the voice in my head well that's just like before i write a book i have i have to have my cover done like that's that's one of my big things it's like i can't really? yes i cannot write a book without my cover because i know who i know what my characters look like i know what the hero and the heroine look like i have to find them and i have to have my cover done or i cannot write a book I just can't so you have your title too? I have everything done. I don't usually get the blurb done until about midway through the book, right. but I do. I have my title and I have my, um, and I have my, my, you know, a lot of my books, most of my books are just guys. Um, sometimes on the back, like if you have a paperback, I will have the female on the back just so mm-hmm. I can have her on there. I don't always, but um, this, this rock star romance was the first book I'd ever had a couple. Um, on it and I just wanted to do cu- this series of couples um because I never you know had couples on the cover so I could see both of them instead of just having one but yeah I, I, I can't write a book without the cover it's just weird 
I because I don't have my titles never come to me until after I'm done, so I can't do it that way. I know if, I know a lot of people. I, I've and I've read books that say, "Oh well, before you start your book, know what your cover looks like, get your cover done, and have your and have your synopsis written." Which I actually do write a very loose, rough synopsis before I start the book usually. Yeah. But for the cover, I can't because I never have a title until I'm finished. Yeah, I I don't outline. I don't um I don't do any of that. I just kind of write. I just I guess I'm a pants or I just kind of write as I go. I don't, I do make, I do have a notebook and I have to write down hair color, eye color. Right. I do write things down as I go, but usually what I write down is already in my story. So I right. just go back and write it. But um, as far as um, the title, I decide what the title's going to be. And I just write my book toward that title, I guess. I don't know. That's really cool. Yeah, so that's really cool. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm so glad you read you read oh, well, thank you for sending it. It's yeah. a great scene. So Emery, what's coming up for you? What what's next? Um, what is next is um I have uh the novella that releases December the thirtieth. It is the Red Door. Um okay. it's small town uh romance um about a uh limestone Louisiana, which is not an actual town. It's a made up town. And that's where all the stories in this novella series are going to take place. And I think I'm probably just going to write one a year. Um, as far as my um, rock star romance series, Velvet Thunder, it is uh, book two is need you tonight. And that's kind of come out in July, July of 2021. Right. Mm, and then um, I'm hoping to recover um, undeniably his and my blue and, kind of make them a duet um oh. in the early part of the yeah, I've already bought I've already bought my images so it's coming I just got <laughs> the covers down yeah because I'm like because I I like because I don't know how many books I'm able to get out so I wanted to do something yeah so that's yeah. what I'm gonna do but um anyway um I really enjoyed talking with you well can you let us know where can readers find you um yeah um at my website is just www.emeryjacobs.com and then I'm on Facebook. Um, um, Emery Jacobs author is, I think that's my author page. And then, I mean, I'm all over social media. Cool. So. I'll have links in the show notes um, to all of your socials. So, and your Amazon page and all that. So people okay. can find you. Good. Thank you. Emery, thank you so much for doing this. It's been really great having you. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate it. I had I'd love time. for you to come back at some point, too, if you'd like to. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> yes, I would love to come back. Excellent. Cool. Okay, thanks a lot. No, thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sign up to get email alerts when a new one goes live at lgreco.rocks. And don't forget to five-star us on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you next time.